Welcome everyone. We are beginning now on Dalid Amurbet. We are now six lines to the bottom. Amar Bilazar Bar Avina. Bilazar Bar Avina says today's Gemara is basically all I got is a Gemara, nothing to do with our Mishnah, almost. Okay, Amar Rab Alazar Baravina Gadoma Shneemar Michael Yuterma Shneemar Gabriel. It seems that Michael has more powers than Gabriel. The Ilu the angel, the angel Michael. The Ilu Michael Ktiv Vayaof Elai Echad Mena Serafim. When it's talking about Michael, it says that one of the angels. Flew towards me, and the fact is, indicates that he was able to make it in one jump. And the man Gabriel, who I saw originally in the vision, jump. He was jumping. Okay. My mashma the high echad Michael who Amar Biochan ite echad echad Ktiv hacha vayof elai echad minasarafim Ktivata mine Michael echad minasarim Harishunim bala azreni. So since it doesn't say Michael in the pasuk, where as opposed to um, by Gabriel, where it says meof beof, it says his name. So the Gemara is asking now, my mashma dehayechad Michael who who told you it was Michael? It says it was one of the officers who told you it was Michael. So we're telling you the reason that we know it's Michael is from Gzera Shavah echad echad. Ktiv hacha vayalf elai echad min asarafim. Ktiv hata mine Michael echad min asarim varishonim ba laazreni. Now, I saw somebody say, what's the difference? How fast uh, they get to you if it's in one jump or two jumps? And it seems like Michael is the angel of Rahamim, and therefore he is able to get to you in one jump, whereas the angel of Deen is more, Hashem gives it a little more time uh, and prevents him from carrying out his shlichut from Hashem, because every angel is really just a shlich from Hashem. Gives a little more time in order for people to do teshuvah while it's happening. And that's what's being hinted to over here. Tana, we have a brighter that also indicates a similar thing. Michael ba'achat, Gabriel b'shtayim, Eliyahu ba'arba, Eliyahu arbi takes four steps, u'malach ha'mavet b'shmona, and Hashem gives eight steps to Malach ha'mavet, takes eight separate actions from Malach ha'mavet to get his, his deed done. U'b'shat ha'magifah, but during a plague, Malach ha'mavet is able to do his step ba'achat with only one step law then. Okay. Two dots, two lines in the bottom of the page. Amar Rabbi Yishuv ben Nevi. Ava pi shekara adam kriyat shema bet haknesset. Mitzvah lekroto al mitato. It's still a mitzvah to read it on your bed. Amar Rabbi Yossi, my kra. Where do we see that from the pasuk? Rigzu ve'al techtau. The pasuk says, uh, tremble and don't sin. Right? Reflect in your hearts while on your beds. Right? And be quiet. Selah. Okay? So therefore, so what are we saying over here? We're saying in this pasuk, it says, Say it. Bilvavchem is referring to um, where it says, Say that. I'll mishrafim on your heart, v'domo, and then go to sleep. Sela, yalla. That's it. That's the idea of the pasuk. We're going to soon see a different explanation in a minute. Im tamid haham hu. Rav Nachman says, if you're a tamid haham in sarich, you do not need to say it on your bed. Why not? Says Rashi. Since you tamid haham shiragil mishnato, he's always saying mishnato by heart. Lachzor gizato tamid. He's always reviewing the gemara. Good thing to do. Dayobekach. Since you're reviewing Gemara, that itself can protect you, and you don't need to say Kirat Shemal Mitah. According to Rav Nachman, one who's always learning does not need to say Kirat Shemal Mitah. 
says Amar Abaye. Abaye disagrees with Nachman. Alf Tamir Haham Ibaile Memarchad Pesukah De Rachameh. Even Tamir Haham, even though he was learning the whole time, he should say at least one pasuk of mercy that should protect him while he's sleeping. Besides for the learning, and what is that? He should say, Hashem, I leave my soul in your hands. Hashem, please save me. Okay? Says the Gemara further. Two dots, four lines down on the Hamur Alf. Amar Bilbi Barhama. Amar Bishimon Menlakish. Leolam Yagiz Adam Yetzer Tov Al Yetzer Person should always cause his Yetzer Tov. To fight against the Yetzir Hara. Use your Yetzir Tov to fight against the Yetzir Hara. Which means that you should always, a person should always cause it. You don't just accept your Yetzir Tov the way it is. You <coughs> always get your Yetzir Tov to fight against Yetzir Hara. Meaning, use the idea, hey, I don't want to be, do, do sins. I want to become a Sadiq. Use my Yetzir Tov to fight the Yetzir You could just fight the Yetzir I don't want to do the wrong thing. Or you can use your Yetzir Tov as a tool against Yetzirah. Use the, use the doing good, going to class as a tool against the Yetzirah, which is going to be a, a theme in the Gemara coming up soon. But the reason why this is coming up is because you're using the same pasuk as the rabbi used before. Tremble and don't sin. If you win by trembling, yani by being scared of the sin, mutav, good. And if you can't win by just being scared of sin, you should learn Torah. Say it in your heart. is like Shema. If you win with doing that, because it mentions on your beds, which is Kirat If that works, saying Kirat it's good. Remember the day of death. As is in the end of the Pasuk, and you will be quiet forever. It's interesting. In the previous Pasuk, where we learned the same Pasuk, we said Vidomu, and that was the end of the Dirasha. Vidomu meant go to sleep. Here we're using Vidomu, and, and Selah was just the way you end the Tehilim, you end the Selah, the end. Right? Here, Vidomu Selah, is read together, not Domu Kama Selah. Vidomu Selah, and sleep forever, Yani die. And therefore you remember the day of death, and that's another way to get away from the Yitzhara. If a person... Uh, sinning, and then he realized one day he, uh, no one sins right before he's about <coughs> to die. The reason why a person sins is you think you have a long time left. But if you think that uh, if, you, if your person's on his deathbed, it's not a good time to sin. So a person remembering Yom Amitah is able to get out of sin. This is Domu Sela. Amar Bilabi Barhama Amar Bishimon Benakish. My Dichtiv, what is this Pasuk that says, Ve'eten alecha et luchot ha'even, va'atorah, va'amitzvah, asher katavti l'horotam. What is this Pasuk? This is, again, this is another Pasuk by the same rabbi. Rav Levi Barhama was the rabbi who split up the previous Pasuk of Rigzu Ba'atechtau, and he split it up in a way where he explained different tactics against the Yetzirah. He's going to do a similar splitting up tactic in the following Pasuk as well. I will give you the stone tablets and the Torah and the mitzvah that I wrote to teach them. Luchot, when I said I give you the Luchot, those are the Sedatibrot, those are the Ten Commandments. Torah, Zumakra, that's referring to the five books of Moses. The mitzvah and the mitzvah, when, it, when the Pasuk said to the mitzvah, Zumashna, it's referring to the Mishnah. Shekatafti, that I wrote, El Nevim Kduim, that's referring to the Nevi'im and the and the writings, lehorotam to teach you zegimara milamed. We see from this pasuk according to Levi, shekulam natnu lemoshe misinai. All these things were given to Moshe Rabbeinu Har Sinai. Don't think that they were made up afterwards. Now, uh, Avi's looking at me and saying, "What? What are you talking about? How could it be given on Har Sinai? You mean the, the rabbis weren't even born yet?" <coughs> of course, the idea behind it is that the the ideas of the gemara were all told to Moshe Rabbeinu. It doesn't mean that, uh, that doesn't mean necessarily that the words, Rabbi said this, Abayi said that, were, were, were given on Har Sinai. And also in the Nevi'im, it doesn't mean that all the stories in the Nevi'im were given on Har Sinai. But the, the concepts behind it 
were given from Har Sinai. That's what it seems to be. Okay, Amar Bitzchak, new statement. First wide line of the many, many wide lines on Dav Heyam Alf. Amar Bitzchak, back to the Kirat it's as if he's holding a sword with two uh, blades in his hand. That means the greatness of God is in their throats. That's referring to Shema, where we say the greatness of God. And a sword of two, of two blades in their hands. My mashma, how do you see it? It's from the from earlier in the basuk we see. Dechtiv, as it says, Yazu Chasidim bechavod Yiranu al Meshkibotam. It says that Yazu Chasidim, the the pious ones, right? The pious ones. Right, it says Romot El. Just what we're proving now is the pasuk that says Romot El only sounds like they're praising Hashem. Who said praising Hashem is Kedat Alamita? Maybe it's some other praising of Hashem. So we're telling you, so <coughs> early in the pasuk it says Yazu Chazim Mikavod Hiranu Al Mishkivotam. It says they will they will sing out on their beds. It says afterwards Romot El Vagam Adam. Therefore, we know that Romot Vagam Vechelvivor Adam is referring to on Kedat Alamita, which is what gives you. A double-bladed sword. The double-bladed sword is protecting you, regardless. Um, they say that the reason why it's double-bladed is because it protects you both from mazikim and from averot. That's what. That's the double blade. Okay. Amar Yitzchak, kola korek shema al mazikin bedilin hemenu. The mazikin separate themselves from him. Shneimar ubne reshef. It says in the pasuk ubne reshef, and the spirits yigbihu uf. They soar as they fly. Ve'en uf el Torah, and the word uf flying always means Torah. Shneimar hitatef enecha bo ve'enenu. If you close your eyes to it, ve'enenu, it's gone. Meaning, if you don't. Grab the Torah, you lose it. Ve'en reshef el mazikin. The word reshef is always mazikin. Shneimar mizer av, bloating of famine uluchume reshef, and fighting with mazikin uketev midiri and ketev midiri, which is a particular name of a demon. Okay, ketev midiri is the name of a particular mazik. So we're referring this pasuk over here is. In Ketemiri uh, is referring to the name of a demon, and therefore Lechume Reshef is also battles with other demons, and therefore the word Reshef means demons, and that's how we know that Shema protects you from demons. Another shot in the Pasuk. Are you allowed to say their names? Uh, if it's in a Pasuk, you could say anything in the Pasuk. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who learns Torah, Yisurin Bedilin Hemenu. Anyone who learns Torah, troubles stay far from him. Shnei Emar, Ubnei Reshef, and those, the the spirits of Reshef, Yagviu Uf. They fly, right? The En Uf El Torah. And Uf is always Torah. Shnei Emar, Hetatev like we said before. The En Reshef. According to this this derasha, the word reshef isn't referring to mazikim, but reshef is ela yisurim. How do we know? Shnei emad mizeh reshef uluchum mizeh ra'av uluchum reshef. The same pasuk. They're understanding that luchum reshef is referring now not to demons, but rather the protection from mazikim. Okay. Now Rabbi Yochanan says to his brother-in-law Rish Lakish, who said the previous derasha, again. Rebitzik said, Rebitzik was the first rabbi. He said that Reshef was protecting you from demons. Then Rish Lakish came, and he told you that Reshef means that Torah protects you from Yisurim. Rabbi Yochanan challenges him, and he says the following. Rabbi Yochanan told him, 
his brother-in-law is Lakish, that they are telling me, even school children know this halacha. Hashem says, if you listen to Hashem, and you do what's right in His eyes, and you listen to His mitzvot, and you keep all His chukim, so therefore, I don't need you to teach me that. It's known. As it says, I became mute with stillness. I was silent from the good, and my pain became disgusting. So now, I was silent from the good means I was silent from the Torah. I was silent from the Tov, mean I was silent from the Torah. And therefore, he's telling you that you can't get this thing. That a person who is supposed to learn and doesn't learn ends up getting getting troubles. Okay. Good. So far. <coughs> yes. Let's go further. Let's notice that Hashem is not like a human. A human being, a person sells something to his friend, if you sell a valuable thing to your friend, the seller is upset, and the buyer is usually happy. He's not like that. He gave the Torah to the Jews, and he's happy. Once we mentioned that before, we'll mention it again. Okay? Same pasuk, another pshat. Okay, now we're switching to the topic of Yisurim. Once we mentioned Yisurim before, again, let's review what we did till now. We had... Uh, we start off with Michael and Gabriel, the difference between them, right? We did Kriyat Shema we brought, we brought a Pasuk for Kriyat Shema Al-Mitah, why you have to make it say Al-Mitah. We, we asked whether Talmud Hamim also have to do it. And now, once we mentioned the Yisurim, the, the, the fact that Kriyat Shema Al-Mitah takes you away from Yisurim, <coughs> the Gemara is going to now go off on a big topic for the next page or so, discussing Yisurim, Punishments that happen to people, and whether Yisurim are good or bad, or whether people want them or do not want Yisurim. Who would want Yisurim? Let's see. Okay? Amarava v'itemarav chasta. Im ro'ya adam shiyusim ba'in alav. If a person sees that Yisurim is coming on him, chasta shalom, yipashpesh b'ma'asav, check your deeds. Shneemar, nechpesa dechen v'adach korav v'nashuvah alecha. V'nashuvah ad Hashem. Pishpesh, if a guy checked his deed, and he did not find anything wrong, and he doesn't know why these punishments are coming on him, what should he do? Assume it's that he's wasting time and not learning Torah. You see that if Hashem <coughs> praised the man who Hashem um, gives him Yisurim, and then he learns from Hashem's Torah. If he assumed it was bitul Torah. Matzah, but then he couldn't find any bitul Torah. I don't know what kind of guy like this says no bitul Torah. Biyadua, then he knows These are something special known as punishments of love. What is punishments of love? Rashi explains Yisurim Hashem is punishing him in this world without any sin. In order that she'd have more reward in the next world than in Zichuyot. Which means normally a person in the next world only gets the reward that he deserves from his mitzvot. However, if a person has extra Yisraelim in the world, even if he doesn't have any Averot to take away, 
He has no Averot. Yisurim that a person like that has brings him higher in the next world. Now, Albert's wondering what's going on with this now. But we see that this such a concept could be true anyway. <coughs> you see, very often you have kids below Bar Mitzvah who go through all sorts of Yisurim. Right? And they have no Averot. And someone could say, what is the point of them having Yisurim? But now that we see that there's a concept of Yisurim Shalava, which according to Rashi at least, is a concept that tells you that a person without Averot might need a, a, a booster in Ganeden to get more reward than Yisurim That could be the concept of Yisurim Shalava. Yep. Some people born with Yisurim. Good point. Could be, yeah, that's what we're pointing out. Very good. Says the Gemara. <coughs> How do we know what it is? A tikkun is only done if a person has avirot. A person without avirot doesn't need a tikkun. Rather, it's called Yisrin Shalava, which brings you cl- closer upstairs, but it's not a tikkun per se. But what has to what happens to this person giving me Yisrin, and the other person also has no, no also t- under 13, and has no idea, and he's not giving him Yisrin. Yeah, why? That you need Hashem's help for. I always thought it was like a setup. Yeah, of course. It's a setup to help you. No, like a, a kid goes through certain things to set up the challenges for when he's older. Sometimes, what if a kid dies completely before he's 13? And what's the idea? Could be Yusuf Shalava, maybe. I don't know. Let's see. How do we know? It's a very big daft, by the way. we got to get over here. Um. Praise the man who Hashem punishes, and from his Torah you will learn. The oh, no, I'm sorry, I skipped it. Wrong pasuk. Go back. That, that who Hashem loves, he rebukes. That's what we say. Yisim shalava. Amarava, Amarav. We are about a little past the midpoint. Last one line is Rav, in the big in the middle of the big big lines. Amarava, Amarav Sechura, Amarav Huna. Kol shekatzu chavetzbo. Anyone who Hashem wants, medake obi yisurin. He punishes with he he hits him with punishment. Shnei Amar vaHashem chavetz dake o hechilu yachol. Yeah, no, so hechili. Dak'u hacheli. I want to read this right. Hold on. Here it is. Vashem kafetz dak'u hacheli. Okay? Yachol, you might have thunk. Afil lo keble me'aba. You think that it works when you get Yusim Shalava if you don't accept it with Ava? Tamud Lumar, Im Tasim Asham Nafsho. If you put Asham Nafsho, Ma Asham Ladat, just like a Koban Asham works only if you know that you have a Koban Asham, Av Yusurim, Soto Yusurim, Ladat. The Im Kiblem, and if the guy accepted it, Maschado, what does he get if he accepts it? Yir Ezera, he will see children. Yarich Yamim will have a long life. Velo Od, not only that. <laughs> but rather, his Talmudo, his learning, will be held up in his hand. Now, what's the sign of Yisrim Shil Ahava? If you see the person as Yisrim and it doesn't cause him to lose that on Bitu Torah, then we'll say that's Yisrim Shil Ahava. Because Hashem gives you Yisurin, but you don't have to stop learning. If it interferes with your learning, that's not Yisurin Shalava. But if it, in- it doesn't interfere with your learning, that could be Yisurin Shalava. Shnei Amar, Ashnei Gever, Sheitei Yisurinu, Ya, Umutorat Chat Lamedenu, as long as you can still learn Torah. V'chad Amar, Elo Yisurin Shalava, these are Yisurin Shalava. Kol Sheim Ben Betul Tifilah, as long as you don't have to miss a prayer. Because if Hashem wants you to still talk to him, if Hashem loves you, He would want you to still talk to him in prayer. Shnei Amar, Baruch Elohim, Asher lo hisit filati v'chasdo me'iti. Amuhu Reb Abba, Brader Reb Chia Bar Abba, Hachi Amar Reb Chia Bar Abba. 
So Rab Abba, the son of Rabbiya, son of Abba, looks like he's Syrian, because the grandfather's name is the same as the <laughs> as the grandson, right? Amar Biochanan, Elu veElu Yisim Shalava, both of them are Yisim Shalava. Shneimad Kiet Et Asher Yehav Hashem Yochiach Elamato Bab Torotach Talamidenu Al Tikli Talamidenu El Talamidenu. Over this, we can learn from your Torah. Meaning, we learn as a Kalvachomer from a guy who knocks out the tooth or eye of his slave. Now, the is that if a person knocks out, has an Evid uh, Knani, and he knocks out, not Evid Ivri, Evid Knani, and he knocks out his eye or his tooth, the is that he, he automatically goes free. Normally, the every Kanani can never go free uh, forever. It says, the Olam Bahem Tavodu. They have to always stay with you. But if you knock out their eye or their tooth, they go out free. So we're making Kavachomen. Ma Shen Va'ayin Shem Rechad Me'evarav Shel Adam. Just like Shen Va'ayin, which is only one of the limbs of the person. Evid Yosei Ba'ev Lechirut. And yet a slave goes free. Yisurim. Troubles. Shem Ma'akim Kol Gufo Shel Adam. Which. Um, Melt the whole body, uh, goof of the person. How much more so that they are going to help you? And this is what happens with Rish Lakish. It says the word Brit by salt. It says the word Brit by, by punishments. Melach Brit Hashem. Vinemar Brit Yusunim Dechtiv El Devreha Brit. Which is said, by the way, that words El Devreha Brit are mentioned after Tochacha in Parshat Tevanim. Is everyone with me? Good. Ma Brit Ha'amur Bamelach. Just like the Brit, which is said by the salt. Right? Melach Mateket Abasar. It draws all the blood. Melach, salt, is something that draws all the blood out of the meat. So to the word Brit, which is mentioned by Yisurim, it take, the Yisurim takes out all the sins of a person. Now, um, hold on. I saw there was an interesting pshat in the Benayahu who points out the two ways to learn. One rabbi learned out the Yisurim work from a Kalvachomer. The other rabbi learned that Yisurin worked from salt. According to this, he says, <coughs> if I'm not mistaken, Ben Yahu, which is, by the way, written by the Ben Ishchai, writes that if if a person, if you learn it from the Kalvachomer, then the person has to know what he's doing in order for it to work on him. If you learn it from the salt... It works automatically. Salt works without the person knowing. Kalvachomer, you have to know what you're doing. If it works with the salt, then the person, then it would have worked whether whether the person realizes it or not. It helps. Okay, that's an interesting shot from the Benish Chai. We now are five lines up from the bottom of the Hey Amudalf. Tanya Rabbi Shimon Yochai Omer, Shalosh Matanot Tovot Natan Kadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael. There were three great gifts Hashem gave the Jews, and each one they got with 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 troubles. Elohen, these are them. Torah, Torah. How do we know the Torah was given with troubles? Praise the man that Hashem uh, gives trouble to, and from his Torah he will learn. It says that the way a, a person punishes his son, that's how Hashem is going to punish you. It says right afterwards, That's because Hashem is going to bring you to the good land. That means Eretz Yisrael is giving you also. And finally, the third thing, how do we know Olam Abba's with Yisurin? Dechtiva says, "Kinen Mesva v'Torah Or v'Derech Chaim Tochot Musar." And the way to life, meaning the way to Olam Abba, is Tochot Musar. Welcome, boys. We are now on the bottom of Daf Hey Amud Aleph.
last line. Tani Tana Kameh de Rabbi Yochanan. Kol HaOsek Patorah Benut Chasadim. Turn the page. Any person who is learning Torah and doing good deeds, and also Chas V'Shalom, V'Kover Et Vanav, and unfortunately would have to bury his children, Mochlin Lo Al Kol Avonotav. That causes to get rid of all his sins. I understand Torah and help. As it says, That's who told you that a person who buries his son's law alenu automatically gets forgiven all his sins? Maybe not. One old man said it in the name of Rashbi. We have a kalachom avon avon. It says with chesed emet you'll get rid of your sin. And you pay for the sins by taking away their children. So you see, the taking away the sins gets you Olam Abba just like Chesed Amet gets you Olam Abba, which we learned before. Amar B'Yochanan. New statement from B'Yochanan. Question, Mr. Stamash? Amar B'Yochanan. Nigaim Ubanim Enam Yisurim Shel Ahava. Nigai, the following things. Before we said the. Yisrim Shalava. Here we're talking about a, a guy who's who's buries his kids. He's guaranteed to get rid of his things. We're not telling you the two things are not contradictory. I don't think. Okay. Rebchia bar Abba, is that where I'm up to? No, we're not. I'm not there. Okay, people on the tape, I'll tell you where we're up to. Amar Biochanan, nigaim ubanim enam yisurim shel ava. If a person who gets leprosy, or a person that has trouble with children, enam yisurim shel ava, do not think that that's yisurim shel ava. Yisurim shel ava cannot be done in ways of either leprosy or children problems. Says the Gemara. Oh yeah. Let me see where I am. Lo. I'm sorry. Anything shall ava. V'negaim lo. You mean leprosy is not? You seem shall ava. What are you talking about? We have a brighter. Call me shishbo echad malba malot negaim halalu. Anyone who has one of these four signs, there are four signs of leprosy of Tzadat. It's only a Mizbeach to get a Kapara. It's like having a, if you have these signs, it's like a Mizbeach to get a Kapara. So the Lord says, yeah. 
Mizbeach Kapara, Hava, Yisim Shalava, Lo. You're right, it is a Mizbeach Kapara. I'm not saying it's not a Kapara, we're just saying that it's not Yisim Shalava. The Ebite, Lo Hava. The Ebite, Ema, second answer, Halan Halahu. One is for us and one is for them. This is Machlok at Rashi and Tosfo, what this means. Lan and Lahu refer to Eretz Yisrael and Bavel. So it seems like if you're in Bavel, where there's no either laws of Tumam and Tahara, or in Bavel there's no kicking people out of their homes, because when a person gets Sarat, they kick you out of the city. So if a guy is getting Sarat and kicked out of the city, that's not Yisim Shalava. If Hashem loved you, like we said before with the, with the Torah, Hashem doesn't want to do Bito Torah for you. Right? So Yisrim that doesn't mess around with the Torah is called Yisrim Shalava. And we're telling you here that since in Eretz Yisrael you get kicked out of the city when you have <coughs> when you have a leprosy, therefore that can't be Yisrim Shalava. Okay? It might be a kapara, but it ain't, <coughs> ain't that. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. We're not doing that. It's kapara. We're saying halan halahu. So in Bavel, I'm sorry, in Bavel, where they don't kick you out of town, there could be Yisrim Shalava. But here in Eretz Yisrael, where they do kick you out, so that if you get leprosy, it's not Yisrim Shalava. Did I get you there, Mr. Kram? Is that clear? One more time. The guy gets leprosy. We want to know if the leprosy is Yisrim Shalava or not. So we said it's not. Okay, we said it's not Yisrim Shalava. We said, oh, but how could how could you say it's not? We thought, we said it's Mizbeach Kapara. We said it is a Kapara. We said no, it's it's Mizbeach Kapara. Where if you get leprosy in Bavel, where you don't get kicked out, but if you're in Israel, where you get kicked out of your city, that's not Yisrim Shalava because you got you have to get Hazi. You got to get kicked out of your town. But leprosy is siman of. No, no, it's a Siman that's a Kadosh Baruch It's a Yusim Shalava. Why? Because Yusim Shalava wants the guy to be Yusim Shalava is not every time Hashem wants to do Shiva is it Yusim Shalava. If Hashem causes you to get out of your regular zone, even, even Yisim Shalava have to be that they don't cause Bitol Torah, they don't get kicked out of town. Okay? Now we have a story. Halan halahu. Vi'ibayt ema habetzina habvar hesya. Depends where it comes on you. Third answer is if you get sarat on your body where everyone sees it, that's not Shalahaba, that's rough. But if it's betzina and no one knows, that's, well, that's Yisim Shalava. Now the Gemara asks, Ubanim lo? You mean banim is not yisim shalava? Hechidami, what's the case? Ilem metu. If it's the case the guy had sons and they died, how could that not be yisim shalava? Va'amar biyochanan. Then garma dasar beer. We know a story that's coming up soon. That biyochanan, the great biyochanan, buried ten sons, and he once showed off the bone that he got from his tenth son that he buried. I'm sorry. So with asking that, that Rabbi Yochanan must have been Ba'ahava, because he's such a big rabbi, Hashem wouldn't give him really Yisurim. So the Gemara is asking, how could you say that burying sons is not Yisurim Shal Ahava? If it happened to Rabbi Yochanan, of course it's Yisurim Shal Ahava. Yes, the same Rabbi Yochanan. There's only one big Rabbi Yochanan. Yes. Okay. Ela, ha lo havale klal, when a guy doesn't have children at all, that's not Yisrim Shalava. If he never had kids. But if he had them and he buried them, then it is Yisrim Shalava. Because we see Rabbi Yochanan have it. How? That's, there's a whole big machlok at how that works. I don't want to get into that now. How are you? got sick. Now, here's the story of Rabbi Baraba. Rabbi got sick. Al Gabe Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan came to visit him. Amale, Chavim Alecha Yisurim. He told him, "Do you lo- do you like these Yisurim that you got?" Amale, Lo Hen Lo Scharan. He says, "You know something? I'd rather not have them, and I don't want their reward." Amale, Havli Adach. He says, "Give me your hand." Yavli Adeh Veukme. 
He gave him his hand, he pulled him up, and he was fine. So Rabbi Yochanan was able to make the Yisrim go away. New story. Rabbi Yochanan Chalash, Al-Gabir Chanina, Chanina came to visit him. A different rabbi. So Rechonina told him, you like the Yisunin? Rechonina said, I don't want them either. And I don't want the reward. I'm okay. Passing the reward. I don't want the Yisunin. He said, give me a hand. He brought him up. Now the Gemara asks, Why didn't Rechonina just get himself up? If Rechonina was, in the story before, was able to get Rechonina up, why did he need Rav Hanina to come get him up? Let him get himself up. Answering Gemara, Amri they say, and Chavush Matir Atzmo Mibet Asirim. A person who's locked up can't get himself out of jail, and therefore the person himself is not able to get people out of things. Now we find, though, by Yishmael, that he's able to pray better for himself than someone else praying for him. This is by says that. It seems like they're two different things, though. Over there, he's praying for himself, and here he's pulling himself out of it. Others say that over here he was so sick that he couldn't pray. Meaning, when you're sick enough, when you're not so sick that you could pray clearly, so he could have got himself out of it. But Hashem got Yochanan so sick that he couldn't pray clearly, and that's why he needed the other rabbi to get him out of it. Okay? Next, Gemara. We are now, the last one line is Rabbi. It is opposite the Toswat that starts Ella. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer Chalash. Here's the famous story with the, with the, with the tenth son, I think. Rabbi Eliezer Chalash, Rabbi Eliezer got sick. Al-Gaber Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan came to visit him. Chazad Gani Betafel. He saw that he was in a very, very dark house. Seems like Rabbi Eliezer's house is very dark. Galia Lidarai Vinafal Nahuda. He revealed his arm and he lit up the room. Meaning Rabbi Yochanan's arm was so bright that by opening up his sleeve, the room became light. Now Rabbi Yochanan saw that Rabbi Hazar, Rabbi was crying. Told him, Amai kabachit. He says, what are you crying about? Now, he's sick, but he's still wondering why he's crying. A rabbi's sick, what's he crying for? If you're crying now, because you didn't understand the Torah so well, and you didn't get enough Torah in your lifetime. Shaninu, we learned, as long as you do the Shem Shamaim, it doesn't make a difference how much you learned. As long as you put all your effort in, what's the difference? Now, I don't know why he, maybe he's crying he didn't put enough effort, but I guess Rabbi Yochanan knew that he did put enough effort. He just didn't know so much Torah. And if you're crying because you don't have enough Parnasah, not every person is to be a big rabbi, and to be wealthy. You know, it's rare to have a rabbi who's both wealthy <coughs> and and wise. And if you're crying for your children, what happened to your children? Don't feel bad. This is the bone of my tenth son that I buried. And therefore, since he buried ten sons, Whatever you have, pale, whatever problems you have with the children, pales in... Rabbi Yochanan buried ten sons. And he used to keep in his pocket... It's a machloket, what exactly he took out. It was a, some say it was a piece that was smaller than a seora, which doesn't come to me, or what, what exactly happened there. Okay. Amale. So, how did what he say help helps him in any way? He didn't. So he's asking if whatever this is is relax. Yeah. It, no, like whatever he's saying to relax is not really relaxing. It's not so relaxing. No, it ain't. He's saying don't be nervous. If people have bigger troubles than you, sometimes that works. Okay, Amale. So it turns out he misquoted him anyway, because Rabbi Yezid told him back. 
The reason why I'm crying is because of this beauty that you have, that you're able to pull up your sleeve <laughs> and uh, and light up the room. Because it's going to be one day buried in the ground, on that I'm crying. said back, for that, That's a good reason to cry. And they both cry together. Now, this Gemara seems... Well, let's finish it in a second. After they cried for a while, told him, You like these Yisurim? By the way, I want to ask you, you like these Yisurim? He said, I don't want them. He said, give me your hand. He put his hand and he pulled him up. Now, I heard an interesting question, which is, how come, what's so special about how, his beauty? The fact that he's so beautiful. Who cares about beauty? I know it's clear from other Gemarot that Riochon was very, very beautiful. Very, very nice. Who cares? Why? And Riochon agrees. Yeah, that's a good thing to cry for. Let's cry together. And they're crying together. They're not crying about dead sons, nah. They're not crying about uh, uh, things like dead sons. Or... He lit up the room because he was so beautiful. That's... Yes, he was so beautiful. He pulled up his sleeve and he lit up the room. Right? So holy. Huh? It says beautiful. I don't know. <coughs> I hear. Yeah. Could be beautiful, holy, connected, but still. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw a beautiful shot that they said that the reason why Rabbi Yochanan was beautiful because he was one of the people who were left over from Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim, and people in the old days in Yerushalayim, had, uh, had beauty from being next to the Beit HaMikdash, or being in the Makom Makdash. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when Rabbi Yochanan would die, and that beauty would be gone, the last remnant of the Beit HaMikdash would be gone. And therefore, Rebilez is looking at him and saying, Oh, when you, I'm looking and I'm seeing, oh, the old man of Yochanan is still here and people can still see the beauty of the Beit HaMikdash. But one day it's going to happen that no one, the new generation is not going to have any idea what the Beit HaMikdash beauty was and what it did to the people who dwelled in Yushalayim. And that's why they both cried because they're worried that one day there'll be a day where not only did you never see the Beit HaMikdash, not only did you never see anyone within the Beit HaMikdash, but even the Shufr of Yushalayim is going to be gone well, the beauty of Yerushalayim will be gone when Riochna gets buried. Beautiful shot, I thought it was. The last candle. I'm sorry? The last candle. The last candle. Very good. Well said. Okay. Says the Gemara further. Rav Huna, here's the story. Rav Huna tekifule alba ma'adani. This is a famous story. Rav Huna, uh, 400 <coughs> dani de chamra, 400 barrels of wine. You figure that a barrel of wine probably has at least 50, 60 bottles of wine, right? So 400 barrels of wine spoiled on him and turned into vinegar. al Rabbi Yudah came to visit him. Achva de Rav Salah Hasida. He was the brother of Rav Salah Hasida. Virabanan and the rabbis. Some say it wasn't Rabbi Huda, rather it was Rabbi Adabar Abba and the Rabbanan. And they told, means some say it was. means they told him. They told him, they told him, check your deeds to make sure what happened, what caused you to have this big loss. See what you did wrong. He got very insulted. He told him, Am I suspect in your eyes? You're suspecting that I did something wrong that caused this whole thing? I guess this is in our Gemara because we're talking about Yusim Shalava. So I'm assuming that he he figured all these barrels spoiled, but it's Yusim Shalava. I did nothing wrong. That's what he's doing. And he's he's shocked. He's saying, What? Uh, Am I suspecting your eyes? So they said, I am now three lines down in the wide lines. Are you? Do you suspect God of doing uh, judgment without fat, without reason? Well, if you heard anything, I did anything wrong. Tell me what it is. 
Actually, we, we did hear something. We'll tell you what it was. This is what we heard. We heard that the rabbi did not give Shibisha to his uh, to his Aris. And Aris is a anyone know what Aris is? We learned it, yes. What's an Aris, guys? Sharecropper. Sharecropper, thank you. People who, in those days, people who had big, big amounts of lands, you can't work it all yourself. So either you could hire workers and you have to be on top of every worker, or you could hire a sharecropper, where the sharecropper works the field, okay? And after working the field, he gets a percentage. The standard percentage for sharecroppers is that every sharecropper gets a quarter of the things. It's my field. You come bring your stuff. Plant it, water it, whatever you got to do, and you get a quarter of the, of the profits. I get three quarters. That's called Aris. 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 Aris is a sharecropper. Okay? So the story was that they told him, listen, I heard something about you. We heard that you didn't give the branches to your sharecropper. Usually, when a person has a vineyard, right, besides the grapes, the, gra- <coughs> the branches of the grapes, are supposed to go to the sharecropper. You can use them as firewood, not the actual vines, but the branches that come out, usually you trim them. Who keeps the trimmings? Usually it's supposed to be the sharecropper. We heard that you did not give those branches to your sharecropper like you, like you were supposed to. And maybe that's the reason why all your wine spoiled. Makes a lot of sense because the wine is midakin and midak. You take away the branches, the shem made your wine spoil. So he told him, Amalahu, he told him, Mi kashavikli midi mineh, did he leave me anything? He stole it all from me. Which means, he, this guy anyway was a thief. The, the sharecropper himself was a thief. I kept the branches because the sharecropper himself was a big thief. So what they say back? Which means, after, there's a saying, saying that the people say, that if you steal from the, th- from the thief, you taste stealing. Which means, even though you're right, you're stealing, you're stealing the stuff back from a thief, but you're getting used to stealing, and it's not a good thing. Give the guy back his branches. Mm-hmm. So he told them, I accepted myself, and I'm going to give it to them. Even though he didn't actually give it to them, he just accepted. Hashem fixed it up right away when he did that. How did it work? Some say, Some say that the vinegar switched to become wine, which is a crazy, crazy miracle. And some say it was a little bit less of a miracle, although still pretty miraculous. And some say, At that time, the value of the vinegar went up, and people were looking for balsamic vinegar, and the price of vinegar went higher than the price of wine. So he made even more money. So he didn't lose money because the vinegar price went up. Less of a miracle miracle, but an economic miracle. Usually vinegar is much cheaper than wine, and here it changed. Okay. Tanya, we learned in a bright, uh, famous story. Abba Benjamin Omer. Abba Benjamin says, There are two things that I was nervous about my whole life. I was always careful to make sure that my prayer is in front of my bed. And my bed, that my bed should be in the north-south directions. That's one of the two things I was careful. Now we're going to explain. That I always prayed in front of my bed. My lefnemati, what does it mean in front of my bed? If it means I actually stood next to my bed, in front of my bed, and I prayed, can't be. Why? How do we know when you pray, you should not have anything in between you and the wall in front of you? From the Pasuk, which tells you, Cheskiyahu turned his face to the wall and he prayed. So we see that the best place to pray is always next to the wall. That's why they put the rabbis in the front, since we get the best place to pray right next to a wall. So if so, how can it be that he was always careful to pray in front of his bed? He should be next to the wall. I understand if once in a while you pray in front of the bed. I understand. But 
to always try to pray in front of the bed, you're supposed to pray next to a wall. Why would he do that? Says the Gemara, don't read it in front of my bed. Means close to my bed. Close to my bed means. What? You're asking a question in general. Should a person pray in front of a table? No, no, I mean, table doesn't consider as a wall. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure if it's as good as next to a wall. But I want to say something interesting. Uh, it seems like lifne mitati means samuk means close to when I was sleeping, which means <coughs> that when he woke up in the morning, he did not do anything from when he woke up. He wouldn't do any jobs until he went to pray. That's samuk mitati means lifne mitati means samuk means right after I woke up in the morning, I would I wouldn't pray shachrit until I pray until I. Uh, prayed. That's what that comes out. That's what he meant. That's what he was careful with. And on my bed, that was always between north to south. The Amar Abchama Bar Chanina, because Abchama Bar Chanina says, Amar Bitzchak, Kol Tein Mitov Betzavon Tzadon, Having the Banim Zechanim. If you have your bed south north, you'll have Banim Zechanim. Shneiman. Sifunecha means from the north. Not only that, but your wife will not miscarry. How do we know? It says over there, one by Tamar and one by this pasuk of Tzifunecha with Safon tells you that Safon Darom is a protection against miscarriages. Okay. Baruch Hashem Leolam. Amen. Amen. We are now ending at three lines from the bottom of Daf Hayamubet. Let's quickly review. I have two more minutes to review. I'm sorry I started two minutes late today. Okay. Today's Gemara was a very, very long. What? Turn the clock back here. Yeah. Uh, very, very long. It's funny we have Michael in today's blot. We have Baruch Hashem. We have a, a Michael Farah. Our Chazan has a, a Zohar tonight, and Gemara talks about Michael. Okay, Michael Gabriel. Okay, we started off with how fast they do things. Then we have Pasukah Kriyat Shema Mita. Whether Tamidachim also have Tikkun Shemita was Machloket. Rigzuv Al Techtau. We had two Pshatim of what it means. Shake. Either Domusela meant uh, that you should take that to Marta, or Domusela means to remember the day of death. Remember the day of death in order to get out <coughs> Thank you, Avi. We have Koa Kore Kriyat Shema. Hashem protects him. Right? Koa Lomed. I don't remember what Koa Lomed was. Koa Lomed. Do you remember? Hold on. Protect from demons. Is that what it is? And protection from Yusurim. Okay. Beautiful. <coughs> right. And we have that Hashem is very, very different than, than a regular person because Hashem is happy when He gave the Torah to us and a regular person gives up is not. And we spoke about Yisurin. When we went to Yisurin, we asked a few things about Yisurin. We said... Check yourself. Right. If you have Yisurin, you should check yourself. Thank you. Right. Then we said that you have to. You have to we asked if you have, if in order to get the benefit of Yisurin, do you have to accept it with Ahava or not? Uh, we spoke about the idea of Yisurin Shel Ahava and how you, how you could tell something is Yisurin Shel Ahava. Then we said that it purifies, and we pro- we brought proofs that Yisurin Shel Ahava will purify you. Then we wrote things that get rid of Averot, and then we asked. Are nigaim or banim problems with leprosy or problems with children? Could those things be Yisurin Shel Ahava? 
Then we have a bunch of stories of Amoraim who did not want the Yisunim. Then we had the question of why the rabbi was crying, when, why Eliezer was crying, and he said he was crying because the Shufra was buried in the, in the sea. And then, finally at the end, we did Abba Benjamin, who said the two things, the two things that he was very careful with. Number one, that he prayed by the bed, and number two, that he put his bed north-south. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.